The following episode of TOEFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. <laughs> Everyone relax, this is Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. We've had microphone issues again, can you believe it? I know, but I fixed it by um, unplugging it and blowing in the <laughs> end of it. And then you touched it. Yeah. So we are, we're qualified techs, one, two, one, two. But the problem is now, because there was a hum, I could hear a hum when we were doing our little test. And so now I don't know if like I can hear a hum or if I'm imagining it. It's sort of like when you get have a mosquito in your room at night. Yeah, you might have tinnitus. You just might have a hum in your ears. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine if the quality of this to- this podcast has actually been awesome the whole time. And everyone at home's like, why are you to- always talking about this hum? And it's just in your ears. <laughs> would it even be funnier if it's a very specific form of tinnitus where I only have it when I put on headphones? <laughs> well, yeah, because it traps the sound in your head. That could work. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it's the headphones. It's like, no, no, no. You only get tinnitus when you wear headphones. Yeah. Maybe it's the headphones. <laughs> Maybe the microphones aren't the problem. I probably have talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like that the one and only time Amy thinks she caught me having a crack and I was not. Like, it's like... I I was just putting out something in my pants. (laughs) I I was beating my pants with a piece of salami because I saw a mouse. (laughs) It was... Yeah, but this is the thing. It's not like I've never done that. It's not like there could have been plenty of legitimate occasions where she would have... Yeah, could have. you're not denying that you do it. No, no. I'm just saying the one time where she thinks... I wasn't that time. I was literally getting changed for a jog out in my office because my clothes happened to be out in the office. So she's caught me behind my computer, like with my pants down, and as I was just about to put on my like, running yeah. shorts, and she's like, ah! And I'm like, no! I mean, I think I already had that day. So I'm like, not even saying that there wasn't oh, a three hour window that she would have been right. Well, you know. But that one specific thing. But you're exactly right because Gemma caught me in a, an identical situation, and I was masturbating. <laughs> But nothing, none of the signals, like, would have been any different yeah. because I was genuinely masturbating. My pants were genuinely around my ankles. No. And when she walked in, I was doubled over saying, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So, it's the, it's the only thing you can say about that situation is no, no, no. I wonder if there's any been any in the history of anyone being caught masturbating that somebody has not said no, no, no. <laughs> Even, like, someone who didn't talk. Yeah. Like, the the first words that were probably ever spoken when language was developed yeah. was a caveman having a crack and then Mrs. Caveman's come home from, like, <laughs> gathering. And, she's, and he's like, no, no, no! Oh, my God! I can talk! <laughs> I've developed language. <laughs> That's how language from was From masturbating formed. at this stick cave painting. Brazilian... <laughs> Fart cave, pa- cave painting porn. Yeah, for a good time, call Ugg. With this one girl, Glory Hole in the Cave. We were, <laughs> I was, we were telling one of some of the friends that story, and um, one of the girls, and this is like such bullshit. She was like, because um, I was saying I was so embarrassing, and she's gone, you should have just, like, hey, come on, let's, I'm, I've got myself started, let's go. Like, you know, 
rather than going, oh, no, 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 no. That would have been the world's bravest move. It would never have worked. Right? And she's like, oh, I'd love it if my boyfriend did that. And I was like, what? Bullshit. Shut up. No girlfriend would love to come home and see their boyfriend masturbating. And for him, instead of being ashamed, to get up and go, yeah, yeah, I was waiting for you to come home. Yeah, I was getting ready. Get I was warming up. up. <laughs> I love you so much that I just want to be ready at all times. And you know why? It's yeah. because when a guy masturbates, kind of like when a guy has sex, like if I walked in on a girl masturbating, yeah. It's actually, you know, because it can, I mean, not all the time, but generally the mechanics of it is a lot less angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you know what I mean, it's like, a, like you go, that you, if it was water, you go, I could go for a swim in that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a gentle, like, again, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, the sure, there's might some, pick up. I'm sure there's some people who just run headfirst in the surf yeah. and fucking like start splashing yeah. around. But essentially blokes, it's like, there's a rip yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to, blokes essentially are trying to flail their way out of a rip yeah. and you're meant to swim with the rip. Yeah, but we're exactly. swimming against the rip. <laughs> Did you ever watch the TV show Fringe? No. Oh my God. That is a show where no one has ever gone, hang on, does does any of this seem completely implausible to you guys? Does this, none of, because it's like such a weird, essentially, spoilers, but like, you know, it's been out for years. So if you haven't got around Fringe, basically the idea is that it turns out that there's like, you know, there's a bunch of different worlds, but they found out a way to access this other world. So people can kind of travel in between that world and this world. But the weird thing about it is that that world's almost the same, but then there'll be these little things that are different. Yeah, right. But all the same people work together yeah, yeah. yet the Statue of Liberty is a different yeah, colour yeah. like, I never get that in alternate dimensions I'm like, so if, you're if, telling me that like if the world is run by monkeys why are they still like you know why do cars look the same like how come the, we're all run by monkeys yeah. but everything else is there yeah, I agree yeah oh and this one it's like the World uh, Trade Center is still there right that's like you know the big thing yet all the people in this cast still work together in the same building yeah. I'm like you're telling me that something as big as the World Trade Center not being there has changed and yet these still people all went nah let's go to the same <laughs> job Makes no sense. No. I guess it doesn't have to, but it's one of those shows where they will theorize. They will explain everything with just a one sentence. Like say that like the smartest guy there always does something like they go, but what but how could this person be travelling through time? And then he'll just say something like, Well, you know, have you ever got a cantaloupe? <laughs> and then you've grabbed the cantaloupe and your fingers go into the cantaloupe? It's like that. And then they all just nod and go about their business. When you're like, it's not like that at all. It makes no sense. I've never uh, seen French. I actually had no idea that's what it was about. I just assumed it was like a procedural show about a cop investigating murders. Oh, it is a kind of a procedural show. They're, they're a fringe division, so they're investigating, you know, like an X-Files yeah, type right. thing. Sounds cool. Yeah, but there's um, basically... You know what? Because remember ages ago we were having this discussion about Joshua Jackson? Like an ev- uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we oh, it was on about, Facebook. We were talking about, like, uh, you know, who, who women thought uh, were hot. And, you know, and we were talking about Michael Fassbender and yeah. we were talking about, you know, all the hot guys who are going around at the moment. The girls are really... Ryan into, Gosling. Right? Ryan Gosling in particular, right? Yeah. And so I started doing, you know, a little thing. And then some people just were like, Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson's really hot. Yeah. And I was like, Pacey? <laughs> like, Pacey is hot? And I was like, I didn't know. And But people were really into Pacey. Yeah. And now that I've watched Fringe, I get, because he plays kind of a cool sort of leading man. And... The I, I mean, the idea of the show is basically that his dad was like the, essentially the smartest bloke on earth. Right. You know, like he's a scientist of... who was like, you know, p- pushing it as far as he could possibly push it. And he's the guy who discovered, you know, the other worlds and how he could travel between the other worlds. Yeah, right. But in this universe, his son died of a disease oh. that he couldn't cure. And he was able to look into the other universe and see how to come up with the cure. So he went over there to kind of save the son in the other universe. And of course he stole him and brought him back. So, uh, so he's from another world. Yeah. So yeah, he's right, from another right, world, right? right. So... 
it, it's kind of like, I mean... The, but how does that affect his perception of the world he's living in now? Like, uh, is it completely... He doesn't know he's from another world. Well, I mean, he does now. Spoilers. If he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> broke my brain. Imagine. Would be great if I just turned on the next episode of Fringe and that's how he found out. <laughs> They're listening to an episode of Tofu Pop and then got some guys to come out and explain how that's even possible. <laughs> but it's in an alternative universe, yeah. so it's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> the microphones work. Like, it's still us, but the microphones work and it's really successful. They know all, they get all yeah. the facts correct. Yeah, that's right. They explain that whole Higgs boson thing <laughs> and they didn't spend 15 minutes at the top of the episode talking about the could have been. <laughs> So the, the cool thing about it is that the thing that I do love about his character, so there's Walter, and then there's the Walter in the other universe, who they call Walternate. Ah, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, wordplay. Yeah. Um, they don't have clever names for any of the other ones, because none <laughs> of them rhyme. <laughs> they haven't tried one of your Clawson awesomes. <laughs> oh, here's something that's interesting about the show. This is kind of like a, a nice, interesting conundrum. So that where I'm up to, because I'm not actually up to date in Fringe, and Olivia, who is his... So, okay, I'll run you a little bit through it. Okay, this detective, Olivia, joins the Fringe Division, right? She's recruited into the Fringe Division. As it will turn out, she's already had a connection to the Fringe Division that she doesn't know about, but that's backstory, and I don't want to give too much away. Mm. She joins up, and she has the team with this guy, Walter, to solve something. His son, Pacey, has been... He rejected his dad. Mm. His dad went into a mental institution for all these years. You later find out that the reason he did that was because he was on the path to destroying the world. But anyway. Right, right, right. So he's been in this mental institution for all these years. You know, Pacey didn't know about that. Pacey's become this international con man who's like owes everyone money and been around the world in war zones and doing all these things. And he comes back because he's the only guy who can sign his dad out of the mental institution. So that's how they all get together in the first place, right? This fringe division. Anyway, through a whole series of circumstances, the Olivia from the other world ends up swapping with the Olivia from our world, right? right? Now, there was sexual tension right through between Pacey and this Olivia. Yeah, which, which one? No, the, the, the original one. Yeah. But they never got together. Right. And then they swapped, and now he's been banging alternate Olivia. Ah. And he doesn't know. Ah, right. Yeah. Does uh, real Olivia know? No, because she's still in the other world. So he's just been potting... Yeah, so thinks, he thinks it's, a, he he thinks thinks it's, it's the a, same one. Yeah, he thinks it's original. Why, what, is this alternate dimension especially slutty? <laughs> it's like the slut dimension? No, she's she's doing it because she's been sent over to our world to... Because the, the premise is kind of that only one of the two worlds can survive. Okay. So, like, we're at war. You know? Ah, that's all right. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, so <laughs> they've sent her over as, like, a sec, secret agent to kind right. of infiltrate and, like... Secret agent in. slash prostitute. Yeah, and so she's just like, yeah. She's just coming over and like having sex with him, and he's like, "How do you get? Right? How do you get that brief?" It's like we uh, want you to what? Did she have to assassinate him? No, she's just a spy. She's so a spy. They say to her, "We need you to get some intel uh, from alternate Walter from Walternate. Uh, we're going to send you in." And she's like, "Okay, great." So I'm just taking down, making notes, whatever I see, whatever conversations I hear, and they're like, "Yes," yep. and we want you to suck his dick. Yep. She's <laughs> like, uh, "What does it have to do with the case?" We think the secrets might be in his dick. <laughs> We believe most of the secrets are hidden in the eye of his dick. And the only way you can get them out is to suck it every night until the secrets explode in your mouth. <laughs> Hang on. Is this really a plan? That is the- and then, to conceal the secrets, you must swallow them and not spit them out. This is... Are you sure? <coughs> that is like... Are you sure there's an alternate word? That is like... Imagine if you're pitching that to someone. Look... This might be hard to follow, but there's an alternate world that is almost exactly like ours, except they don't have the Twin Towers anymore. We're going to send you over there to have sex with a guy who's from this world, who doesn't exist in this world anymore because he died in the other world, but he's over there and he doesn't really know he's meant to be there. And we want you to pretend to be 
the girl that he likes, but they haven't got together yet, but you look exactly the same as her. So you're like her. So go out over there and suck the secrets out of his cock. <laughs> Are you in? Where do I sign? Where do I sign? I'd love to do that. I've actually thought about that for the show, doing like some kind of Skype call-in, like letting people know when we're recording and doing a Skype call-in. But I have no idea how to run phone calls on my computer. Having said that, I've never tried. <laughs> I think that we should concentrate more on getting our own shit right first. You know what I mean? Like, we, we did even today, like, spend five minutes of you going, is there any way that the microphone stand has got weaker <laughs> since we last used it? Because now it won't hold up your microphone. But you could see with your own eyes what yep. I'm talking about. Like, it is odd that this microphone, because the way, if you can imagine it, it's like a uh, 45, it's a, like a, what, what shape is that? Like, it's a 45 degree angle. It's like, yep. a, you got to, a heavy weight at the bottom and then a pole that comes out that you put the microphone on. And up until today, when you put the microphone in, it's being perfectly weighted, like the, the, the counterbalance on the ground hasn't moved. For some reason, it is on the verge of tipping over all the time now. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the microphone's put on weight in well, the break. In the break. Yeah. Well, you know what? Now that they've discovered, like, the Higgs, Higgs boson, the God maybe, particle. like, yeah, mass has just completely changed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's directly affected your microphone. One microphone are like, thank God we don't have to pretend anymore that we're sentient. <laughs> they let their guts out. Anyway, once you start fucking, and I don't want to talk about renovations because it's the world's most boring fucking topic. But anyway, once you start doing shit, more shit just needs to be done. So we started doing shit and doing more shit and getting things yeah. fixed and whatever. And so then I had to go to the bank to get a loan because I didn't have any money because, well, I'm a freelancer, you know, like, so there's times in my life when I'm doing festivals and shows and stuff that money comes in and that's all good. But then there's whole other periods of time in my life where I'm doing free work where... No income. No income, you know. So it's one of those things where I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I know I've got shows coming up and I'll be able to pay for these bills. But right now I don't have any money. I've got to go to the bank and get a loan, Charlie. Yeah. Right. So I've got dressed up because you know me, I'm not... Have you done it, got a bank loan before? Well, I got a loan for the house. Yeah, yeah, right. But I have never gone and said... Personal um, loan. Hey, you know how I lent all that money from the house? <laughs> I need more money. Because <laughs> I always feel like that is like, that's you saying, I can't handle what you've already lent yeah, me. Yeah. Like, you know how you lent me money and for five years I've been paying it back regularly and you've been like, oh, we made a good decision. Now I'm coming to you like, more, yeah. more. I can't handle this. I haven't budgeted properly. And you feel like then suddenly they start to lose confidence in the fact, you know. Yeah. So I've had to go to the bank. And so for that reason, I thought I better get dressed up and do the right thing. So I've got in my best clothes. I'm really really tra- tell me what you describe what you wear. Well, the, describe what you're wearing. You well, you know me. Like essentially, I have two looks, which is tracksuit black jeans, black t-shirt, tracksuit pants, sloppy t-shirt. Yeah, right. So they're my two looks. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, either the guy who's selling uh, you drugs pants, yeah. outside of Westfield, or um, I get dressed up. Or the lead singer from Faker. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I've gone more lead singer for Faker, but even with a shirt. Like, yeah. you know, corporate. Oh, button up shirt. Yeah, button up well, shirt. Look at Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> totally. Like, corporate, like my corporate wear. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. that's what I've dressed up in. Wow. So I've, um, I'm walking down, uh, and you know this, uh, Bondi Junction. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a Commonwealth Bank on the corner mm-hmm. of, the, of the mall there. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the reason that I kind of have to explain that is that uh, around there, the traffic is really slow. There's yeah. lots of traffic lights. and T, it's pro- T intersection. And yeah. I think one's uh, no, no entrance. So it's like yeah. a really slow call. And then there's a mall, like, yeah, yeah. you know, there as well. So it makes all the traffic difficult. Yeah, yeah. So I have been heckled by a guy out of his car window. And it is the most involved heckle of all time. This is literally the heckle that he gave me. He said, hey, Will Anderson. Use the whole name for a start. That's how much time he had as he's driving by slowly to heckle me. Hey, Will Anderson, 
Pretty dressed up, mate. What are you? Going to the bank to try to get a home loan? Wow. World's greatest <laughs> heckle. But he didn't know that I was going to the bank for a home loan. Out of all the things to say. That was, <laughs> this is my point. It's like, A, that's a weird fucking heckle. Are you sure this guy existed? Or is this like a beautiful mind? Or is this like a split side of your personality that you imagined? Because that is eerily accurate and incongruous for the circumstances. It was stunning. It was literally... Because it wasn't... It's not even... Who yells that out? Who yells that out? <laughs> but here's the thing that is even worse than that, Charlie, is he doesn't know how accurate he was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was part of me that literally wanted to run after the car and just go, dude... That's exactly that's what exactly I'm saying. You have a power that you should be using for mankind. You may be like the mentalist or something. That's brilliant. Is that not... That's amazing. That's astounding. Did you actually think that, you, that you're being set up? That would make me suspicious that maybe it was a Truman Show. I would doubt everything in my life. Oh, that like all my renovations were a hoax? Yeah. <laughs> everything in your life is a, like, has been like set up by someone else. That is just too bizarre. I mean, like, what I, are the odds of a guy heckling you? Like I, with not a heckle. I've been thirty eight years. I'm thirty eight years old, and people have heckled me both professionally and in real life, and on the internet. In fact, a lot. And in my house, stop saying, <laughs> stop saying mean things about me. I've <laughs> never had a heckle like that. Yeah. And on a day when I was actually going to the bank, of one of the only two times in my life I've gone to the bank to get a home loan, that the odds of that must be astronomical. Do you not think? Uh, yeah. Astronomical. But uh, I, I just can't understand. His motivation, like, he was either trying to just be cheeky and, you know, you'd nod and that laugh, or he was trying to insult you. But and it doesn't fall in either of those two categories, because it's virtually like a statement of fact that has no negative or positive outcome. Are you getting a home loan? Doesn't mean anything good or bad, does it? Why, do you, why would so. you? It is a neutral statement. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, normally you yell something out to provoke a reaction, but he yelled out a completely <laughs> neutral statement. Hey, Will Anderson, you've combed your hair and you're wearing a shirt. You, you're totally right. Because what I, he really, if you want to insult me was, um, it would say something, even on the same theme, if he'd wanted yeah. to riff on that same theme, if he'd want to insult me, what he would have said was like, hey, Will, doesn't matter how dressed up you are, mate, you're not going to get the fucking loan. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. A, yeah, it's a, provocative. It's a provocative. It's provocative. Statement. You've used the fact that I'm dressed up and I'm near a bank. Yeah. To put yeah something aggressive, but it was more. You're right. It was a statement a of fact. It's a, a completely neutral statement. It was of like fact. being heckled by not Bruce McAvaney. <laughs> he was just describing the action. He wasn't putting a spin on it at all. Well, Anderson, left step, right step. <laughs> That's amazing. I just I love the fact that he's got this. He's wound down the window. He's got the opportunity to yell something out, and he yells out the blandest, most neutral statement ever. And yet. The most genius and accurate statement yeah. ever. So, like, so he now writes for me on the Gruen transfer. Yeah, I'd like to know who that is. If like, if anyone know, like, because I mean, imagine it's yeah, something you might, might tell, tell someone, someone about, like, or whatever. I got Anderson a beauty today. <laughs> Ask him if he was going to the bank for a home loan. <laughs> then you'll be like, well, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of that, I um uh, got a bit of feedback after we talked about Fringe. Yeah. Last week. I still don't understand what the show's about. I listened no. back to... Yeah, I don't think my description was very good. So, I understand there's two worlds. I didn't know that we were going to talk about Fringe. And if I'd known we were going to talk <laughs> about Fringe, I would have in my own mind 
worked out what Fringe was about a bit more. <laughs> yeah. From what I can understand, it's about people who go to other dimensions to fuck other versions of people they can't fuck in their dimension. Okay. Well, this is bit, basically the bit I want to concentrate on again. <laughs> oh, right? Great. I'm down with that. So, as we established last week, um, there's this guy, yeah, Walter, who, and the other university is called Walter. Right? And then there's this girl, Olivia. And faux Olivia. And faux Olivia, it turns out. Not, I've, I've been reading a bit yeah. of Fringe stuff on Yeah, not blow Olivia, or um, she's, a, she's a hoe Olivia, <laughs> because basically that was her task. Faux Olivia task swapped with real Olivia and she came back and she was as we said last week sucking Slutty. the secrets out of Pacey's cock so uh, since I like that is a phrase I'd like to see turned into a film <laughs> sucking sucking the secrets out of Pacey's cock but I've got a Batman related story this is uh, an article uh, out of London and it's called uh, Batman's Cape Floor I don't know if you oh, saw yeah, this, I read this a uh, Batman can fly but he wouldn't survive the landing because his wingspan is too short. Mm-hmm. Four students from the University of Leicester have calculated that the superhero's method of using his cape to glide from tall buildings would result in him hitting the ground at life-threatening speeds. And wouldn't the parents of those students at Leicester be so glad they're Proud of their dollars. Thousands, thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars for their stoner sons <laughs> rather than actually get a degree. What are you guys investigating? Flaws in Batman. <laughs> Scientific flaws in this movie about a guy who dresses up as a giant bat. Well, so he discovered the Higgs boson. Big deal. No one's going to crack this code. Batman's code doesn't work. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure his car wouldn't go that fast. (laughs) You idiots. Like, what a fucking waste of time. Like, if you really want to investigate something, investigate why no one has realised that the most important man and richest man in Gotham City, Bruce Wayne, has never Mm -hmm. met Batman. Like, seriously. In that time, they haven't like bashed not, their heads together. No, not, uh, Batman doesn't meet people. Batman but no, but like, like he has, a, he's got to run into him at some start. No, if he at a party or an no. event. No, Batman doesn't go to events. Well, I don't mean Batman. I don't mean Batman's at a premiere. <laughs> I mean like when like when the Joker takes over like a Harvey Dent party and Batman rocks up and Bruce Wayne's there. They oh, should right, run right, into yeah, each yeah, other. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know they've been at things together. The very nature of Batman is that they, of course they've been at things together because I would normal- say I would say uh, uh, but I'd say there've been only a few instances where. Batman is at a party as Bruce Wayne and then has to change into Batman. I'd say more often than not, he's arriving places like and staying in the shadows and not interacting with anyone apart from the people. You know, like he's not that. I guess only... he doesn't take the bat suit with him. It's not like Spider Man no. where he can become Spider Man at any stage. No, and he could make his excuses and leave. Yeah. It's not like. Gotta go back to the bat cave. <laughs> oh, shit. Half an hour later. Oh, my God. Hey, guys, I'm sorry, but uh, I think I left the iron on in the bat cave. Oh, oh I'm in the, in the bat. Oh, no, no. That bat's the thing I'm not meant to say. Uh, back to Fringe. Back to last time on Fringe. I've um, watched a bit more Fringe since last time. I'm about like halfway through season three. They're up to, I think they're about to do season five, which is the last season. So if you haven't watched it, that's that, this is where I am. So I'm you know, basing all this. So last time when I talked to you, faux Olivia, ho Olivia, yeah. likes to blow Olivia for secrets, was over and she was having sex with Pacey, right? Since then, the Olivias have swapped back. Okay. So the original Olivia's back, but now there's like, now they can't get together because he's been banging faux Olivia for all this time and she feels weird about it because she thinks he should have known that it was faux Olivia. Oh my God, that's such a thing a girl would say. Yeah. Like he thought the way that she'd changed because she was different. And to be honest, faux Olivia is a bit nicer. Yeah. She laughs more easily. No. Her parents are still alive. You know, no. she's a more well-adjusted person. She has a boyfriend in real life, you know, like... Yeah, and she loves to fuck. Yeah, and she loves to fuck. And because the other thing is, she would have been the most 
pleasing because she's trying to get secrets out of Pacey. She's, yeah. she's not going to act like a real girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's never going to have a Every headache. joke's going to be the, funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. He suddenly thinks he's the most hilarious bloke on earth. Yeah. Like he's allowed to watch the footy whenever he wants. <laughs> yeah, just watch the footy. I'm just going to be yeah. in the office. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah she's, every, stay, yeah. she's like, she learns how to cook. Dinner, yeah. Like every night is like, let's have porn star sex again. Yeah. P.S. Do you know any secrets? God, I want some secrets. Yeah. yeah well, no, you need a, a faux gemma. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> Like you need, you need a Gemma from another universe. I think they would both still be annoyed with me at all times. They'd gang up on you? Yeah, they'd, su- they'd somehow end up in the same universe yeah. and they just hook up with each other and leave yeah. you behind. <laughs> so, um, do you think you would... This is my question be to you. Be jealous if Gemma fucked alternate Charlie? Yes, correct. So, the alternate Charlie's come. What's alternate Charlie? What's a play on alternate Charlie? Well, he's got yeah. a job. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, he's bringing money in. <laughs> high self-esteem. He, he, he knows Good hygiene. To, he knows how to set up a PayPal account. There's no viruses on the computer. Typhop's a raging success. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Charlie, Folivia. Yeah. So, Walton, fo- uh, to, 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 oh, to Charlie, change Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. Can't think of a alternate synonym. Well, maybe he's Charlie Clawson. Charlie rhymes Clawson. with oh, awesome. Okay, yeah. yeah, so even in his universe, everything is better because his last name rhymes with awesome. <laughs> so he's Charlie Clawson. Everyone's nickname for him is Awesome Clawson. Yeah. Like, so he's your ultimate nemesis. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he even has the proper rhyme. Okay. So Awesome Clawson comes over and he's also awesome. Like, yeah. he just does everything for Gemma. Yeah. Like, he's know, a super successful version of me. Yeah, he's foot rubs, he's helping her with ideas. They can't be, like, he's not coming over and being super successful because then she Well, would, you said it's the direct opposite of me, right? Yeah, but, but she would know. But, like, okay. You're trying oh, to, right, 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 right. He's trying to blend into your life still. Okay. So he's got to play a bit of lovable loser still, but like he's but he's suddenly giving her all this great advice for her work. Like, you know, you, your script for your film is suddenly like... Do we have the same interests? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, I mean, you're How the same DNA. Raised? But he could have been raised completely differently to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no. He backs for Geelong. Does he he's look different? He's had a lot of Does success. Does he look different to me? No, he looks like you. So alternate universe, but somehow we've had the same experiences and physical experiences. Yep. So he's got I a, mean, bro- he's no, a broken collarbone where I've got a broken... If I've learned anything from Fringe, Charlie, he, he will be exactly the same as you, except he'll have a different haircut and a tattoo on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they will be the only differences. Okay. I think I would have a problem. I think I would have a problem, Definitely. Because you, because you would feel inadequate compared to awesome, no, because awesome. he feels like a completely different personality, and I, I, th- I mean, I know he's got to be in me enough to convince Gemma. Yeah, but it's like I think that she should know. If a guy has, he's met, the sort of guy he hasn't had my life. Experience. Gemma, Gemma catches him masturbating, and instead of saying no, 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 <laughs> he says, "I was just getting ready for you, honey," and she's really into that. <laughs> then I would be really, really upset that I hadn't tried that. <laughs> Imagine that. That's how I found out. That's yeah, what girls are like. The, and you're in the other universe, and you're seeing like because you're like because that's sometimes oh, they so can what see. Happens? Well, sometimes they can see through to the other universe. How, so what are they looking through? Like a device, like, like a a barely explained device, like most things <laughs> on Fringe. So is it like? And they're looking at video footage. No, they have a technology in their world where they can see into the our world, world. Or, 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 you, or vice versa so why aren't they just looking into girls' change rooms? Well, assuming they're doing that in between plotting, <laughs> they've had it for ages. 
They spent the first 50 years looking into girls' change rooms. <laughs> it's like, and then they're guys, like, guys, there's a lot of things we could be doing with we this. We could actually be, you know, spying on other worlds and coming up with plots and stuff. Do you think we should do that for a while? <laughs> All right. One more time, though. Or maybe they tried it porky style and they tried to look into the woman's change room, but they got the... Cocks. The, the, someone the, got the their cock caught. Like it was not, you know, like yeah. in porkies. It's like they thought it was all the hot but girls. And, she, it's the, she, and the matron grabs his cock. Yeah. Doesn't she? Through time. <laughs> if you can turn that phrase into a movie... Oh Which my is, god, I just had a great idea. What if we did a Big Brother house but it was just you and me? <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, people like listening to us talk. Yeah. What if we gave it like a visual element, which is fine, yeah. but we also turn it into a torturous visual element that we can't leave? <laughs> I reckon people would be watching you wandering up and down, muttering to yourself while I masturbate in a corner somewhere. Uh, that much. <laughs> imagine, oh, that would warp the fucking time space vortex if someone was masturbating to you masturbating on a oh couch. God, the world would implode. And then someone just walked in on them and they were like, no, no, no. And someone walked in on you and like, no, no, no. Yeah. Great. I'll tell you about a great corporate I did. I, it was for a computer company. I'm not allowed to even legally say what computer company. So they're doing this demonstration during the day of all the cool things that their technology can do. Mm. And I'm just hosting it. And they're, they're wonderful people and they're so lovely. They've done, they do all this amazing stuff that I don't think they publicize enough. Because when I was hearing about it, I was like, oh my God, if I knew you guys did this, like I'd be much more into you than I am, right? So one of the things they do is they sponsor this competition for younger people to come up with what sort of amazing inventions. Right. You could come up with. Okay. So it's a bit like uh, the Nescafe Big Break, but about inventions, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, but using proper technology yeah, where yeah. you can actually do something really cool. What are you trying to say about Nescafe Big Break? <laughs> Sorry. You don't think my art installation? <laughs> so for, for I'd spent I'd spent a year putting those pipe cleaners together, Will. So, for example, someone had come up with this thing, and this is the technology. This is just, I think this is amazing. It's a glove, an electronic glove that people can wear when they're doing sign language. And if you can't speak or, you know, you can't hear, then you could do the sign language and it goes into the computer. And it can either be set to speak for you or just write down if you wanted to, like, you know... Oh, right, so dictate. Dictate something. Yeah, right. I mean, obviously you can type, you've got fingers. But... Oh, yeah. (laughs) But... But, you know, like it's... World's worst scientist. <laughs> I'll tell you about a great corporate I did, actually. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll tell you One thing great, after that. Okay, well, I'll tell you the great corporate and then we'll get back to this. Okay. Thing, because this corporate is like... Uh, it was for a computer company. I'm not allowed to even legally say what computer company. So... They're doing this demonstration during the day of all the cool things that their technology can do. Mm. And I'm just hosting it. And they're, they're wonderful people and they're so lovely. They've done, they do all this amazing stuff that I don't think they publicize enough. Because when I was hearing about it, I was like, oh my God, if I knew you guys did this, like I'd be much more into you than I am, right? So one of the things they do is they sponsor this competition for younger people to come up with what sort of amazing inventions right. you could come up with. Okay. So it's a bit like uh, the Nescafe Big Break, but about inventions, right? Yeah, yeah. and like, but using proper technology yeah, where yeah. you can actually do something really cool. What are you trying to say about Nescafe? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you don't think my art installation? <laughs> so for, for I'd spent I'd spent a year putting those pipe cleaners together. Will <laughs> so for example, someone had come up with this thing. 
and this is the technology. This is just, I think this is amazing. It's a glove, an electronic glove that people can wear when they're doing sign language. And if you can't speak or, you know, you can't hear, then you could do the sign language and it goes into the computer and it can either be set to speak for you or just write down if you wanted to, like, you know... Oh, right, so di- dictate. Dictate something. Yeah, like, right. I mean, obviously you can type if you've got fingers, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, like, it's... World to a scientist. <laughs> so, I do, there's always that moment where you just go, it'd be fun to finger somebody with that. <laughs> but the... They then did these series of demonstrations, and I won't mention this. What this is, but this is not the people from this computer company. These are all the people who make the computers that their software goes on, right? Mm. So they've all come out to demonstrate what all the new things are going to be in the world of like personal computers in the next sort of twelve months, twenty four months, right. right? Yeah. So they're all, and I won't give away confidential things, but they're all pretty cool. Are things. you emceeing this? Yeah, I'm emceeing yeah, this, right. but it's an all day event from right. nine in the morning till six at night. So right. like, I'm sitting through them presenting. Everything that's happening in their business, you know, for the for the next twelve months and everything. That's and happening. then, what's your gear in between? Are you doing like? Are you doing like? Uh, are you making fun of like the competitor's product? Is not that, allowed to that... mention the competitor's product. Oh, that's one not of the even rules of the to gig. make fun. No, not allowed to mention it. But all your jokes are sort of centric around sort of geeky kind of tech stuff, or do you just bend it to get back to whatever? I literally just riff in between. Right. I just have fun. Like it's, it, they'll do that sort of thing of like they'll do some like presentation to like the yeah the, the five salesmen who sold the most you know Xbox in the last year, and they all wear these like red jackets that they won for being the biggest salesman in the company. And there's a big picture of them on screen, and I come out and go. One Direction, let themselves go. That's it. That's all I do. Like for a whole day, all they are like, like we're going to be doing a lot of shit every now and again. Come back and say one funny thing, and then introduce the next thing. <laughs> now, that's, where's my check? Yeah. So, so that's what I'm doing. But it's it's a lovely day, and they're all yeah, really lovely people. Um, but uh, this is the demonstration that I love the most. And see if you can spot the flaw in this demonstration, Charlie. This guy's come out with this computer, and the idea of this computer is that it's meant to be tough. It's a tough computer. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be handy, right? So the first thing he does is he comes out and he pours water on the computer, Charlie. And did the crowd go, ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? There was like, <laughs> there's an audible, <laughs> What are you doing? Some guy stands up and screams, <laughs> oh, you humanity. Throws himself out of a window. <laughs> did someone tell Phil that this was going to be a demonstration today? He realizes, you know... Right. We have more computers. He's got more. The next thing that happens is he shoots it with a gun. <laughs> so take that computer. And you find out there is no demonstration. He's just got this pathological hatred of technology. <laughs> After this six or seven thing, he smashed against a computer. We started to wonder, is he actually demonstrating anything? Everyone's like, hang on, this guy didn't even get invited. <laughs> There's not even a spotlight on him. I think he's pretty sure he's homeless. He just snuck in. He's <laughs> helping himself to the buffet. Oh. Hang on, uh, do you want to just turn the light on? Because I cannot see anything. I'm just seeing a giant silhouette talking at me. You're not the funniest thing. Being very funny, but I... I see you a bit because you've you got, got the, the light in face. The Literally, though, it's like I've been interrogated. It's like one of those uh, true crime shows where they interview a guy who doesn't want to be identified. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I don't want people to know I'm part of this podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what were, what were uh, So we've got a... Yeah, you're doing oh. a, co- a corporate event. So... This guy's doing the demonstration. So he comes out. He pours the water on the computer. Ooh. Then, Charlie, he drops the computer on the ground from where he's standing. Uh. Right? Everyone's like, oh, 
Like, because now they realise that he's pitching to the men court masturbating market. <laughs> because, <laughs> because that's who wants to know that their computer is both waterproof and dropproof. When does the dropping come into the masturbation? When someone catches you oh, masturbating right. well, and you drop it. You're like, no, 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 drop. Is that your instinct is to fling your laptop across the room? Rather than just close the lid, you destroy all evidence. As if it was attacking you. <laughs> I don't know how this got on my computer, but I think I killed it. I think we're safe. Why are your pants down? Don't worry. Don't ask questions now. We just know that we are safe. Whatever it was, whatever that was on that computer, I think I killed it. <laughs> He pours water on the computer. Yeah. He drops the computer. Yeah. And what's he saying when he does this? Is he acting gangster? Is he like, yeah, you like that? When he puts the water on it? Yeah, want some of that shit? Yeah. No. I, I, it talking smack. It would have been better it. if he was talking smack. I would have loved that more, but he's doing a bit more. Or some kind of uh, David Crusoe like pun as he throws it to the ground, like download this or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, I guess my server's going to crash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he was, uh, <laughs> he, that would have been better. Yeah, he was. No, but he was. He was good. He was doing a good de- demonstration. It wasn't like a bad demonstration. He was doing like a, you know, because uh, I think they were pitching more to the, the the sort of computers you get your kid first up. You know, because okay. you want your kid to be able to chuck it in their school bag right, or right, like right. you know spill their you know young person's drink right. on it or whatever. So right? it's shockproof and water resistant. Yeah, totally right. It was so, a swatch. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was a swatch. And you could use that computer 10,000 metres under the sea. <laughs> so um, he's, uh, dropped the, uh, he's dropped the computer on the ground. Then Charlie, he's not done. This is the thing. He's not done. Like, it's like he's about to give it the people's elbow. <laughs> no, <he's>, <laughs> he peeled off his elbow pad, swung his arm across his chest a couple of times. Then ran from one side of the stage to the other. Screamed out, you might have beaten us at chess, but take this. <laughs> uh, no, this is what he did. He I'd just... love it if he just hulked up yeah. just before the final move. <laughs> just seen hulking up. Rips his shirt off. I love this guy. I don't know what this product is, but I want six. Well, uh, then Charlie, he stood on it. Well, like stomp? No, no, just like literally, like just put his weight. He's on. a big guy. He's like, I'm going to say he's six foot six, and he's like ninety five, hundred. He was the rock. Yeah, that's right. He stood on it. Yeah, right. Literally, did the rest of his presentation while standing, both feet, both feet on top of this computer. By now, he has the audience in out of the palm of his hand. People are like, my God, a this guy has come up with the world's greatest invention, and b he is the world's greatest showman. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he's like Chris Angel or yeah. something. Like, people are just like, this cannot be possible. Yeah. Here's what happens next, Charlie. Do, actually, do you want to guess what happens next? Um, does he turn the computer on? Is that what happens next? Charlie, that's what you would think would happen next, right? Because yeah. that is the big reveal. Yeah, you then turn the computer on. Yeah. He's and it's what- covered in porn. He throws it across <laughs> the room. <laughs> For some reason, his pants are down. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Here's what happens next, Charlie. He picks up that computer 
and he walks off stage. Right. And that is not a demonstration. What? That has suddenly gone from the greatest fucking demonstration of all time. Oh, yeah, so he couldn't to- take it up at all. <laughs> because <laughs> it's like because you know what? I can fucking pour water on my computer and throw it on the ground and stand on it. But here's what happens. I now need to buy a new computer. <laughs> it is not a trick until you turn the computer yeah. on again at the end. That's amazing. That is like going to see Chris Angel and he cuts someone in half and then goes, ta-da! I can't. You're like, no, no, it's not, it's only a trick when you put them back together yeah, again. Exactly. Now it's murder. You've murdered someone, Chris Angel. That's what you've done. You've gone to see Chris Angel. He's cut a woman in half, <laughs> poured water on her, and stood on her head and gone, ta-da! <laughs> yeah, Chris Angel got arrested for just basically dismembering a woman. So he didn't... Was there any follow-up at all? No, that was it. No video? No. World's worst demonstration. <laughs> what was your joke following that up? Bullshit! <laughs> Charlie, surprisingly, my joke following that up was quite similar to what I just told you now. <laughs> Are you fucking recycling material on our show? No, no, no. But without, obviously, all those porn interludes, we, <laughs> we took it. I literally had walked up on stage and said, I'm not sure that's a trick until he turns it back on again. And everyone in the audience was like, that's what I was thinking as well. I think Alfred has seriously limited what he chose as a career based on the obvious skills that he has. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for a guy... Who's who, like, a, can dress field wounds. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's... Uh, Had military training, including because he was in some sort of like, you know... Knows, knows like communications, can do comms. Can find out shit about Bane in like 24 hours yeah. that no one else seems to know about. Yeah. And, and has a pretty defined opinion over a guy that not many people really know about. Yeah. And here's the thing, is like, <laughs> and can dispense amazing life advice at the <laughs> drop of a hat. Yeah. Um... But also, when Bruce Wayne goes down and, like, you know, Alfred's like, where's, you know, Master Wayne? And he goes down and he's in the Batcave and he's, you know, kind of on the computers. Like, the idea is that he's literally not been probably down there that much for, like, let's say, well, maybe not eight years. Like, because maybe he tried to do the, you know, the project and blah, blah, blah. But, like, in the last... Like the Channel 10 show. Yeah, tried to do the project. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to get on this show. (laughs) I have some... Witty one-liners about popular news stories. Um, he uh, no, no, but he hasn't been down there much, right? He tried to get up the clean energy project for a while, and then that didn't work out. And then he's just essentially limping around in Wayne Manor, right? Yeah, hasn't been down to the Batcave. That's kind of the premise. Yeah, all that shit is in amazing working order, right? He doesn't have to go down there and fucking spend like you know a day and a half. Like, you know, with his little thing up in the corner going, you have some, like, software uploads that you need to go through. Would you like to install? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, no. I mean, I can't buy a fucking phone that isn't out of date 18 months from there. (laughs) And he hasn't been in the Batcave for somewhere between four and eight years. And all that shit is in top-notch order. That means one of two things. Either there's been someone coming in to fix the equipment, which doesn't really seem... Very good for a secret identity. Yeah. Yeah. Or Alfred... It's like, been updating it. Has computer skills at the level of Steve Jobs. Oh, that or Lucius has just been kitting him out. Lucius just probably sends him every time he gets a new like consignment. Just, just comes in, upgrades it. But yeah. there's never ever been a scene where Lucius has been in the Batcave. Like there's no sort of Yeah, I suppose. Acknowledgement that he's So yeah, it would have got it would get mailed to Alfred mm. under some false like name. Yeah. Wayne Tech Industries, blah blah blah, and then he would have to 
install it, put it together. Fuck, man. So what I'm saying is... This is in his 70s, right? If Alfred is that good with computers as in his 70s, like, is that good with, like, dispensing advice, with Medical, dressing wounds? Yeah. What point in Alfred's life did he go, fuck it, I'm going to be a butler. <laughs> I'm going to make people tea and make their bed. Well, I think... I think the point was when he realised that he could work for a family of super, super wealthy people. Yeah. And if you could just arrange the parents to get knocked off at some knocked stage, off. he pretty much gets like access to the family's the child as some sort of vigilante. Yeah, get him distracted. <laughs> Encourage him to do some kind of like, you know, crazy activity. And you Actually, to be honest with you, you're right. Because Imagine if that was the twist at the end of Dark Knight Rises. That it was all the, it was all the product of Alfred's like mastermind plan. That would have been a fucking That Alfred had set up the fact... That, that Bruce Wayne's yeah. parents got killed. Yeah. So that he could live in Wayne Manor. Yeah, and drive the rolls. <laughs> I mean, that is a bitch in life, Alfred. Yeah, definitely. And that's even, why I'd say, that's why I reckon. Even in Dark Knight Rises, he was taking a holiday once a year <laughs> from minding a house for no one. <laughs> he was exactly. literally that's minding like, a millionaire's manor with no one around, and he's like, yeah. better take a holiday every year <laughs> in the same joint. Yeah, you just answered your own question. That is why oh, he man. took the job. I mean, if he worked, if he had done military service, like, you know, if you're going to go into a job after, like, putting your life in the line, I think a fucking cushy job where you mind one snot-nosed kid in a giant estate, send him off to boarding school. I mean... Him. It's a fucking good point. You're an idiot if you haven't killed him. <laughs> that would have just been the, the greatest Batman story of all time. Wayne Wayne. Wayne, Wayne. <laughs> Internet sensation Wayne Wayne. Wasn't he a Filipino midget? Wayne Wayne? He's one of the... Thomas uh, Wayne. No, uh, Thomas, yeah. Thomas and Martha Wayne. Um, uh, Wayne Wayne is one of the, <laughs> the um, uh, Adelaide Pandas. Ah, oh, yeah, but Wang Wang is also a... Have you not seen the Wang Wang videos on YouTube? No. Gatesy and Justin showed me... Uh, he's the, there's In the 70s, there was this... Oh, look, I might get this wrong. It sounds like a default fact, but a Filipino movie star who was a midget, but he's like... He's, he would play, do these James Bond-type movies where he was like this midget <laughs> private eye who would beat up bad guys and seduce ladies. If you type in Wang Wang, I think it's W-E-N-G... To YouTube, you can see these videos, like trailers for his films, where he's like in a little, like a white tuxedo, beating up bad guys and, you know, like kissing ladies and stuff. Awesome. And there's like even people have written songs about him, like Wang Wang. Well, Wang. And then it goes after that. Wang. I'm going to look. I, well, that does, okay. I don't know if I'm making that up. I'm just going to just quickly Google Wang Wang. <laughs> Okay, so Wang Wang. Wang Wang. He exists. Okay, So cool. off to a good start. And now is it both W-E-N-G, W-E-N-G? Yeah, oh, yeah I think it's a nickname because it okay. says here... Wang he's... squared. <laughs> like fooey, fooey, boy, boy. His real name was Ernesto de la Cruz. He was born okay. in 1957. He passed away August 29th, 1992. Pour, a, pour out a 40 ounce for Wang Wang. Yep. Better known as Wang Wang, a Filipino actor and martial artist, only... 83 centimetres tall, which okay. is two foot nine inches. So Ooh. what's two foot not like? So if you've got two subways, two almost two and a half subways, foot longs, that's how big he was. Oh, that's uh, tiny. That, I imagine, if everyone, imagine if everyone was measured. Right. So you can imagine a subway foot long, right? 
over two and a half subways. Right. Um, I am um, six subways plus half a six inch. (laughs) (laughs) You wish. (laughs) He's listed in the Guinness World Records as the shortest adult actor in a leading role. So he's obviously still, he must be smaller than um, Mini-Me. He's, uh, what was the, so what was what was that fact? Tell me that again. He's in the Guinness World Records as the shortest adult actor in a leading role. I guess Minnie Me has, has never done the leading Does role. Does Tom Cruise not count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he played secret agent Double Zero in For Your Height Only. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> okay. But for some reason... But surely wouldn't it be called For Your Thighs Only? Because that's where he <laughs> yeah, would exactly. reach to? The weird thing is your, in Your Height Only, is spelt Y apostrophe you are. For your height only. Why apostrophe you are. Uh. For your for your heart only. Is that like a Bob Dylan song? For your heart only. only. And the impossible kid. Bob Dylan was just writing films for the Filipino (laughs) market. (laughs) He also starred in the Western The Wild Wild Wang. (laughs) (laughs) I would love Will Smith to have done the soundtrack of that. Take a wild wild wang. I would. I just like if he was one of those things where every time he ordered or entered a room, he was like, "You wang." <laughs> Is that racist? I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. I hope it's not. All right. So Wang Wang, okay, born was really short. His when <laughs> when his mother gave birth to Wang Wang, his size was no bigger than a small Coke bottle. Oh, but like that's hilarious. Couldn't they just? That's almost as bad as me saying he's two and a half subways. No, you have, What's to, a measure small his, you have to measure his height only in uh, uh, fast food. <laughs> he was like three mini Mars bars. Um, the, you know what? Jay Z's cock. We've spoken about this before. Is often referred to as looking like a six hundred mil Pepsi bottle. So that could actually say when Wing Wing was born, he was the size. He was the size of Jay Z's cock. <laughs> wow. Imagine seeing a cock your height. Um, okay. Growing up as a child, Wang Wang was described by his brother and some of his childhood peers as a mischievous but cheerful kid. He's also an avid martial arts enthusiast when he was young. He trained hard and diligently and became a skilled fighter. Excuse me. Uh, so he started in show business with an independent film. Uh, they shopped him around to other film producers and cinema outfits, which landed him early roles in movies, playing a little child, a small animal, and, or an alien from outer space. Oh, was he Elf? <laughs> oh, if Wang Wang was Elf, I'd be in... Wang Wang. Wang Wang's first movie part was believed to be that of the baby Moses. In the Filipino biblical epic, Go Tell It to the Mountain, which also starred future Philippine president Joseph Estrada as the what? adult Moses. I don't know much about the Philippines, but like, if this little Wikipedia entry is anything to go by, it's fascinating. This sounds like someone's got to the Philippines Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> another of his early roles was in the 1973 sci-fi film called Moon Boy from Another Planet. <laughs> Wouldn't he be from the moon? <laughs> Which isn't even a planet. <laughs> moon Boy's all fucked up. <laughs> he played a small alien. Oh, fuck, he's typecast. Who accidentally crashed here on Earth and eventually befriended a poor Filipino boy. It does sound like Alf. This low-budget film was shown almost a decade ahead of another Alien Meets Boy story. The Hollywood blockbuster movie E.T. And they seriously trying to pick... They ripped off Wang Wang from another... I'm sick of Spielberg ripping off my Wang Wang. That is is a fucking bold statement. And there's no... You know sometimes in Wikipedia when there's like a spurious statement, they say, you know, citation needed. No citation needed. That's fucking fact. 
according to Wikipedia. Uh, Manoy, who's the director of the film, later tried unsuccessfully to sue Hollywood filmmaker Steven Spielberg, claiming he'd ripped off the idea of E.T. from him. Wow. How far in the court process do you think that got? <laughs> After playing cameo roles in a string of low-budget sci-fi martial Maybe arts Maybe when movies, they asked if he wanted one phone call, he said, I want to find home. <laughs> Boo. In 1980, Wang Wang was introduced to the king of Philippine comedy. Guess what his name is? And you'll never guess. I don't know why I'm asking. Why You'll never guess in a million years. Um, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It's uh, one of the expendables. One of the expendables. uh, if If you were addressing one of the expendables in an affectionate way, Kind of like the way an Australian likes to address Sly. people. Sly? No. Arnie? No. Um, Jean? <laughs> Claude? Uh, J- uh, oh, fuck, I don't know. Chuck? Uh, <laughs> Liam? <laughs> Wouldn't be much of a story if it was Liam. I didn't see. I didn't see these. Ivan before. Drago? Ivan Drago. Is? Played uh, by um, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. Dolphy. He is uh, the king of Philippine comedy, Dolphy. Dolphy, with his film outfit, RVN Productions, produced a spy spoof hit, The Quick Brown Fox, starring Dolphy and introducing Wang Wang as his Kato-inspired sidekick. This was Wang Wang's first big-budget role in a movie. The success of this movie resulted uh, in them producing a sequel entitled The Best in the West, D-A, as in, like, gangster, The West in the oh, West. Oh, yeah, Best in the West. Yeah, but that's ahead of its time. We're talking the 70s. We're yeah. We're saying duh. A lot of people rip shit off Wang Wang. <laughs> Obviously. Steven Spielberg, gangsters. Inspired by the success of Wang Wang's big-budget film debut, uh, da, 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 he played another Secret Service agent and named uh, Agent Double Zero, obviously inspired by James Bond. On, gee, it's okay. So they're going to fucking sue Spielberg for ripping their idea off, but they have no problem ripping off James Bond. Yeah. But Where are well, your principles, Wang Wang? Once they, once they realised you could just steal things. Like, I, you can't believe his biggest hit, Kiss Kiss Wang Wang. <laughs> That's how I approach a first date. Hi, I'm Charlie. Kiss Kiss Wang Wang. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, the sequel, Chitty Chitty Wang Wang. <laughs> um, oh, dear. By the late 80s, film and television roles had dried up. Oh, no. They ran out of small alien children and pet roles. Wow. And according to some sources, Wang Wang had begun drinking heavily. Oh, no. I wouldn't have been that heavily if you're only... Kit in the minibar. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Wang Wang died in Pasay City, oh, Philippines. Oh, no, really? In 92 of a heart attack, age 34. Man, he's oh, younger than me, Wang fuck, Wang. man. Rest in peace, Wang Wang. Yeah, I'll never be half the man Wang Wang is. Well, I think you would be double the man. Just about six times. Um, Posthumous interest. Wang Wang is a subject of an Australian cult video store owner turned guerrilla filmmaker Andrew Leivold's documentary titled The Search for Wang Wang. So you can probably stick this out in your local video. Who am I kidding? DVD stores don't exist anymore. No. Download it illegally from somewhere. Leivold had ascertained that there are 11 confirmed Wang Wang films. And a further two awaiting verification. Was God. it the fucking, like, Shroud of Turin? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yep. He's you the size thir- of two and a half subways. You need 13. <laughs> you need 13 for him to officially be a saint. Three Dolphy films, The Best in the West, Stereray, and The Quick Brown... Stereray? That, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, in the TV archives of Manila, 
but they're still pretty similar. Blah, blah, blah. Wang Wang's online recognition grew in April 2007 with the release of the Wang Wang rap video by Chuds and JR of Our Room. This video was picked up by Australian music forum Faster Louder, making Wang Wang a popular meme oh, yeah, right. amongst members. So he lives on in our hearts. Yeah, exactly. Rather than a DVD box set, he has a manila folder. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for all these jokes. <laughs> sorry, Wang Wang. Wang Wang, rest in peace. Hey, uh, we have uh, we have news, like big news. We've been we haven't been doing a podcast for um, ages, and there's been heaps of people online who have been like. <laughs> Where the fuck is our free entertainment? And I'm sorry that we've not been able to provide it for you, but we've had a a De- thing, a development. We've had a development. Yeah, which is uh, it's difficult because we can't actually talk. Say about what it the is. Difficulty. We can we can talk. I think we can talk vaguely about what it is yeah. without naming the specific thing, right? Yes. We're allowed to do that. Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, it, it's funny. I, I I keep thinking about this because we've known about this for for a little while, and we've been trying to work through what we're allowed to say and what we're not allowed to say, and all those sort of things. Um, but I thought it was really ironic that all we talked about in the previous couple of podcasts we'd done was the TV show Fringe and Fofop and this amazing universe where shit was going bad for me <laughs> and things were going awesome for you. <laughs> and and I got back to Australia and shit just started going bad for me. Mm, you haven't had this, a good run. There was this article. It all started with such an innocuous thing, a thing that even, that now doesn't even seem like a big thing. But I, um, there was an article about me and GQ, which I think we mentioned uh, yeah. that I'd flown back to, to do this photo shoot for GQ and they wanted to do this piece. And the guy who wrote it, and I, I don't think he was trying to be malicious, he literally just misquoted something I said and made it sound like the exact opposite of what I'd said. Like it was something along the lines of he was asking me about, you know, when I first you know, became a comedian. And when I first became a comedian in Australia, that was not a job. Like there wasn't people who, like these days, people were like, well, I might be a comedian as a career. Yeah. But like back when I first started, it was like, oh, right. So, bombs? You want to be you like bombs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to work? You're going you to be a great break? waiter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How do you feel about mini golf? <laughs> so... Um, I said to him, which is a thing I say, and maybe it's a careless thing of me to say, but I always tell this story about when I first told my parents that I wanted to be a comedian and there was this, this look in their eyes of going, couldn't you have just said you were gay? Yeah. It'd be easier to be gay than be a comedian. <laughs> and I told that and he kind of printed it and it made it sound like I was saying something dismissive about how easy it was to be gay or whatever. So yeah. it really bothered me. Turns out that over the next few weeks and months shit in my life was just going to fall apart so my life you know just started to sound like a fucking country and western song you know like yeah shit has not been good at home and I won't go into that of course out of respect but um, my car got stolen Mm -hmm. and like I fucking lost the job that I had guaranteed and it was like just shit started to fucking fall apart anyway on the opposite side of that shit has started to go fucking awesome for you, which yeah, is that's right. a good thing. Yeah. So I guess this is the moment. This is the bit where we have to kind of vaguely tell people about what's going on, yeah. right? So essentially, I guess what it is, is that, uh, you know, we have separate careers beyond TOEFOP. Yeah. Well, because this is not a career. <laughs> this is something that <laughs> well, we no, pour money is, into. But this is something that I think for like the last two years, like I have... <laughs> really bit loved doing and been very focused yeah. on and, and, and can, you know, see like a real future. Like and I it's think been it's, two years. We did 83 episodes. Well, this is episode 83 or 84. I'm not uh, sure if we're splitting this down the bottom. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, 
this is yeah. We, when we started this, we'd done eighty two before this. That's literally two years of you know basically once a week doing something like you know we we love doing it. Yeah, yeah. And so that had been pretty much my focus. But I have other pursuits. You know, I'm right. I'm act and I produce. And in the last uh, couple of months, these other jobs have started to take off for me. To cut a long story short, my commitment to these jobs means that Tofop is going to have to go on hiatus for a while. Yeah. Because they are willing to offer you money in exchange for not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and this- well, in particular, one of your jobs, which is an acting job, I think we're allowed to say yeah. you've got an acting job, right? Yeah. We're, we're not at this stage allowed to contractually mention what the acting job and where it's for, but like yeah. it will become apparent to at least people in Australia. Actually, yeah. you know, it's a. Anyway, we won't, <laughs> we won't go too much into it, but yeah. maybe people even worldwide, what the what the job is. Yeah. But it's one of those things that they, they're they a bit more like, you know... This they're is very more protective of, a, of their brand. Yes. This is kind of a family, more family-orientated thing. Yeah. And it turns out that this... Apparently. ...doesn't fit into what their strict definition of, of being a family-orientated thing is. Yeah. Ironically, I've had a career right <laughs> through this and no one's ever tapped me on the shoulder and said, dude, shut up. <laughs> so clearly... <laughs> There is a difference. No one gives a fuck about what I say. So, it, I mean, it's not. this is not like a... hasn't been an easy decision or something that, you know, was... was I, you know, I, I was able to decide easily because... It's fucking devastating. Like, I mean, I, I, like, I don't... I mean, you, I know when I was literally uh, up north at a funeral when you rang me, and I know you rang me... You I know, that's that made <laughs> me feel great, <laughs> having to call you at a funeral to give you some more... Good news. I was, I, you know what? It was, it was not my. It was Amy's granddad who, who passed, and he was one of the fucking best blokes ever. But he was ninety seven, and he had an, like an aneurysm or something in his sleep. Like you know, like I mean, yeah, a, a life well go lived. that way, yeah. And a, and a fucking great guy who didn't stop driving until four years ago, and literally was like my favorite. Like yeah, if I who cracked onto my girlfriend oh, on Christmas Day about four years ago, absolute corker. I would like literally, I would go to a party, like you know, like one of those family parties where I'm the person who's like the on and I would just find him in the in the corner and tell me stories about the war and call me Gil. But <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the fucking greatest Kill. blokes of all time. Yeah. And like I don't know if you've ever had to go to a funeral where like everyone else there is family and you're literally just the partner of mm. someone who's in that family, you know. Mm. And so we've gone to the like the church reception afterwards because you're involved in the church and stuff and and Charlie Here's what churches fucking should advertise more that they do well. Slice. Oh, what kind? Do you like a bit of slice? Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends. Well, nothing like marzipan. Mate, no, this was like a range of, like, this was like sort of chocolate, you know, brownie slice. There was the old school sort of lemon slice. There was jelly slice. There was like apricot slice. Like, literally any slice you can think of. Like that chocolate, coconut, old school slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything. The whole table was plates of slice. That you could have afterwards. Yeah. Here's what I did, Charlie. And I'm not sure this makes me a bad person <laughs> or not, but this is what I did. There's only so much slice I can eat at three o'clock in the afternoon, but I knew later that night there would be a time where I would really enjoy some slice. <laughs> <laughs> you filled your pockets? I stole slice from the funeral. 
I stole a lot of slides. All right, here's the question. You put it in a napkin, right? And then you wrapped it in the napkin and put it in your pocket. And you picked a pocket that was like a jacket pocket because you knew you wouldn't, that would be constricted. You wouldn't squish it. You wanted like a loose kind of pocket, right? Even worse, Charlie, here's what I did. I took trips to the car. (laughs) You loaded up the boot with slice. Dirty slice thief. I was. I was like I was in the Great Escape. And I was just like shaking out your pants, sneaking slice, <laughs> just like cowboy, just like shuffling out of the funeral. Your pants filled with slice, getting to the boot and just shaking the hem of your jeans. Oh, slice my <laughs> so amazing. I was up north at a um, at a funeral when you called me to tell me that um, you know it wasn't uh, going to be able to happen anymore and. Look, it wasn't an absolute surprise to me because I was aware that, you know, you had been offered this job and I, there was a little bit of my brain that was like, I wonder if, mm. you know, this is going to be an issue. You yeah. Know? And so when you told me, but I literally, I don't know if you heard because I tried to stop talking to you before, but I literally started to cry. Did you oh, hear that? at no. the? I, I, I Like, not in a, like, I'm going to bore my eyes out like I'm a big crier anyway as you know Did you, like, was it a cry like when Alfred is giving one of his impassioned speeches totally, to that's Bruce that's what it was like yeah your parents <laughs> I cried twice today yeah, once right. when I read this fucking amazing inspiring article about the Paralympians in the paper and it was just fucking blew my mind superhumans and then the next one was when they had a whole page article about the cats they're about to put down and they described like you know they do this in the paper sometimes uh. where they're like here's eight cats that we have to put down if you don't adopt them today oh that's a different and approach. then they describe their personality oh my and what god they're like. and I this one just- even though I know I can't adopt another cat because I have three cats and I'm one cat away from crazy people talking about me behind my back um i read that i'm I'm into it like for me that's 50 shades of gray i'm like oh what is he like does he like other cats (laughs) so i cry a lot so my i I literally like it caught a little bit in that Uh, moment and and i was just like oh my god because this podcast has been i I, i've just loved doing it like it's been really really fun to do and we're not definitely not saying that this is something that we won't ever be able to do again Definitely not. Like, it's just. We can't go into this too much because no. we don't know too much about no. it either. But the thing you've been offered a three year thing, right? Yeah. But it might not be a three year thing yeah. for whatever reason. <laughs> well, knowing mostly, my track record. Mostly because anything that Charlie is involved with eventually gets cancelled, including <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so your tears were followed up by cold hard logic with this guy kills shows. What am I worried about? I was like, this thing will be done in six weeks. <laughs> I know it's been on for about 450 years, but he'll knock this over in six weeks and then we'll be back to Tofop. Yeah. So, um, we don't know what it means. We don't know if some way down the track they'll be a little bit more like, hey, you know, yeah. you guys could do something else together. There's just a lot of stuff that we talk about on this well, podcast I, that they, you he, know. Here's what I think it is. And again, we can't say too much because we don't yeah. know. But you start a new job. You have to go in ultra prof- yeah. professional. I'm here to work and that's all they want to know. Yeah. Then other stuff can come later. After a while, when they love you, you can fucking smoke bongs in a cupboard and I'll be like, fucking go for it. After we a while, you. you can still slice them a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to fucking judge you. So that's where we're at. We, yeah, we don't, we, we don't know what it means. Um, we don't know what it means for, um, like, it, it, this, it, it could be a three-year thing. Um, it, it could be longer than that. Maybe it's a thing that will never happen again. But we're hopeful that... 
that that won't necessarily be the case. We yeah. just we just don't know what it means at but, this point. But it's look in the in the very certainly in the next six months, in the next year or so, TOEFOP won't be a thing. Who knows what will be a thing? Yeah. But the two of us sitting down and having this conversation yeah. won't be a thing. Yeah. But. I mean, we haven't really discussed it. I don't know if we want to talk about it We can it talk about it. Why not? But, I mean, this is, if anything, this podcast <laughs> is about... I, I, I literally, before I came here tonight, uh, like was like, oh, I'll check the... I'll make sure I check the Facebook page so we can you know, reflect that because, I mean, you know, this is kind of the last time we get to talk together in this like, sort of environment. Yeah. I thought I want to reflect all the people who've kind of been here for us and like on the journey and that sort of stuff. And I'm sorry when you've been messaging us over the last couple of months going, when's the next podcast? And I've kind of been cryptic enough about what's happening. You've been good, man. To be honest, like I actually have found it painful. Yeah. Like, like I feel so sad. I haven't been actually able to go to the Facebook page knowing, you know, what has to happen. Like I've actually found it really gutting because I mean, this podcast has meant, a lot to me. Well, luckily, over the last couple of years, luckily, like, to be honest, Charlie, we hadn't at least just uh, done a new website and put merch on stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> that is the greatest tofop time of all time, say, aren't we? We're like, when I said to Gemma, like, I said, I fucking like, I said, I can't fucking believe this. Like, I finally get a really great opportunity. I said, fucking two months after, <laughs> we've just shelled out money on a fucking website. We're ready to go with merch. Like, what the fuck? And Gemma said, that sounds very TOEFOP. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, if it had been a smooth journey, it just would feel weird. You know what I mean? It's like when Wayne's World, they got corporatized. Yeah. And it was like Wayne's World, but it was slightly just a bit too slick. It wouldn't be this show if we didn't have fucking these huge potholes occasionally to fall into. Yeah, but I guess what, I guess what we're saying is that, like, for me, TOEFOP, is is Charlie and I like this is like you know this podcast was never really about anything else other than you know just the two of us having a conversation so whatever comes you know from now we're not allowed to do TOEFOP for a while um I might try to do something I don't know I'm I'm, it's a bit hard for me to decide at this stage because you know um I'm allowed to technology (laughs) I don't know how to do anything uh that's part of the reason um but like I like obviously I can do something um Maybe I'll just sit around and rock in a corner until Charlie comes back. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe Charlie and I will have an opportunity to do something that isn't TOEFOP together, like, you know, in the future as well. So we don't want it to be like, you know, this is necessarily the end of it. Um, but at the moment, this is... Yeah. yeah. It's not... I'm trying to think of what was a... Was there ever a final episode of a show where then, like, the show came back maybe <laughs> sometime later and a little... Oh, less. yeah, like every show Joss Whedon's ever done. Like, like every oh, show Joss Whedon yeah, okay. ever did so this is, got like cancelled, and then they like uh, is this so- Dollhouse concluded in its first season, and then it came back, and they went, "Oh, we've already showed you what happened." <laughs> Where Firefly that may come back is Serenity? No, I don't know. Does it work like that? Yeah, we'll make a movie three years yeah, from yeah, now yeah, yeah. when you're done with your job, and we'll, pay, and we'll, char- be a movie. we'll charge people to listen to it. Now, why would we pay to listen to something we can get for free? It's all online. No, we'll have gone away and we've made all our ridiculous scenarios into movies. I mean, one thing I got to say about uh, you know this new situation and my new employers is it could have been a lot worse for me. Yeah, because they could have judged you on what's already happened. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean that was a consideration. Like when um, because when my agent sort of presented me with their terms and stuff, I mean maybe this was foolhardy on my part, but I 
said, look, there's one thing uh, I want to just sort of carve out. I've got this podcast to do with Will called Tofop and it doesn't, well, what I perceived didn't clash. I just want to make sure that, you know, they're aware. They maybe had never heard of the podcast if I hadn't brought it up. They probably would have come around to it. But it would have, it would have come up at a bad time. It's, yeah. You've got to get this shit out of the way. Yeah. And, and you're right, because I've joked before on this that, like, I always describe this podcast <laughs> as the reason I can never run for politics. politics. Yeah, totally. But they could have been a lot more like, yeah, could we're been. not going to employ you because at some stage someone's going to bring up your opinions about someone sucking the secrets out of someone's cock. Well, I think, I mean, God love John Deeks. But you, I mean, because my, in my imagination, when someone said, oh, he does his podcast, someone, you know, there must have gone, well, we should check it out. So they would have just gone to a random episode, click play, and it's like the following episode of Tofop, you know, it contains references to like yeah. prison rape, time travel, sex, drug use. I mean, like right there, I was fucking stitched up, you know what I mean? I, uh, no, so this is what I was going to tell you. I was looking at all the, the Facebook page today, and I also looked at the iTunes page to see what people had been saying while we were away. And the the first review that came up, I couldn't read any further because it was just somebody going like it was like a one star review, and the headline was meh. And then, <laughs> <laughs> we got a meh, a meh, right? Wow. And, and it said it Fuck said you. something along the lines of like Will thinks he's a star, Anderson like does nothing but like talk about weed and sucking cock while his witty partner blah 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 does this, and I'm like, oh wow. I was like, well, maybe Charlie could get away with it. <laughs> Maybe it's just me yeah, right. who's talking about I'm a straight man. sucking cocks. You come off as Stephen Fry to this person. <laughs> that place was signed Carly Chawson. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is the world. This is what we've become. I think it's a very tofop way to end in some ways. You have become Charlie Clawson. Your world is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. And mine is falling apart. And I've painted my house in your football team's colours. <laughs> It's the time of the small-handed star. Wing Wing and now Charlie. You will probably play Wing Wing. You will play Wing Wing in the fucking Wing Wing reboot. In the gritty... That's probably Christopher Nolan's next pro... This is what will be fucking happening. Wow. Christopher Nolan will remake fucking one of Wing Wing's movies. Yeah, so... Um, the original uh, Moon, Moon Boy from Another Planet. Moon Boy from Another Planet. And he will get you to play fucking Wing Wing. And you'll get to work with fucking Christopher Nolan. And I will sit alone in my St Kilda house. <laughs> crying into cats. Fofop. <laughs> it was a great journey, though. Yeah, no, it was yeah. fun. And look, I mean... <clears throat> The website isn't suddenly going to uh, be disabled. We still no. have to work out. Cause we Plus, wanna... we have a body of work. Yeah, we have a body of work, but we also... Like, there's only three episodes that I hope that some new people are just discovering. That's a great thing about podcasts. And, and while we're talking about podcasts, maybe I'll do a couple of plugs quickly if I can for other things that I really like, particularly some Australian ones. I love Green Guide Letters. Um, Justin Hamilton's The Shelf with Adam Richard. I really think he's fucking funny. Justin does his Can You Take Your Photo Please uh, podcast. The Sweetest Plum is a really good one. The Little Dum Dum Club, if you want to hear, like, a really, really funny podcast. They're like heaps of Australian ones and of course our mates walk in the room Greg and Dave who have just been we I'm were going to try to do a big um, super pod tour and obviously oh, let's not this, talk about we're not going to talk about oh, it but awesome. anyway like Charlie's Charlie's Charlie Clawsome now so <laughs> <laughs> one day he will take us all into his Clawsome universe so it will be fine Right, so that's it. Fine. Is that it? Do we have to? Ah, oh, it's sad. Hey um, I, I'm at your house so I can sign those forms so we can actually sell oh, merchandise. Oh we can sell merchandise did you bring yeah. them? Oh, fuck, do I have to bring them? Uh, I thought you would still have them. No, I can print them off. I can print them off. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, hopefully not for the last time, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.